Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away you know what time it is when you hear that sweet johnny cash singing about circle unbroken you know you found it the right place you've tuned in to the right station and i want to tell you today maybe you've just downloaded the right podcast or there's always a chance that somebody has said Hey, you need to listen to this. And so now the pressure is on us to be life-changing for you today. Welcome to another episode, to another session, to another show of Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers. I'm joined by the producer guru, the counselor, the right-hand man, the dude in charge. We could keep going. Coach Mike, good day, sir. Good day. I, man, I, I hope I can come close to living up to half of that. Uh. <laughs> the monikers, man. Have you ever seen um, – you're familiar with Steve Harvey? Yeah. Okay. There is a deal where Steve Harvey does an introduction to Jesus. He He's doing one of his comedy bits. Have you have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, I want to tell everybody in Radio Land, um, yeah, believe it or not, this is – Really, really special. Uh, Steve Harvey is good at saying, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the undisputed. Like, And he does this deal that's an introduction to Jesus. Uh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, you call him this, you call And it is so, A, it's cool because it brings all the worlds together. But B, it makes you think, When's the last time I got hyped up like that at church? And so it's it's a pretty cool intro there. And so maybe I was doing my best uh, Steve Harvey today. Who who knows? We've got an exciting day here at the studio. A lot's going on. We've got people running in and out. We've got shows popping everywhere. It's it's there's like a spring fever here, Coach. Yeah, it's uh, it it's really started picking up around here. Uh, you know, we kind of had that that winter doldrum for a little mm-hmm. bit. Kind kind of got you know. And the, the weather's warmed up and the activity's warmed up. We Correct. Are, we are rocking and rolling around here. I like it because one of our local mantras here and taglines, for those of you that don't know this, is front porch radio. And so we're looking out the window right now. At, we have a great front porch here on this historic building here in downtown Columbia. And the front porch this time of year, let's be honest, it gets swept off, might be refinished. There's a, just a lot of activity uh, that happens this time of year. You, you can't get those chairs a rocking uh, if you haven't cleaned up a little bit. And so there's, there is an energy here, and we hope uh, that you all can feel it, and we hope that you're having, man, maybe some good activity on your front porch. Maybe you're enjoying these nights now. And we are right in the middle. So this is session two um, that we have about 
core values. And, and we have been speaking about core values for businesses specifically. You're also going to find on this episode, you're going to find some connections and some parallels that, that fit very well with churches and with teams. But the focus for these two has been primarily businesses. And so every break, you're also going to find me saying this at one point or another. My email address is Taft. That's T-A-F-T at kennedybroadcasting.com. And we want to give you that email address so that you can feel free to hit me up, to reach out, because we conduct small group training. Um, I had some correspondence this morning with a group that's ready for us to do some things here, here soon. We do small group training. We do speaking and teaching and coaching for your businesses of any size with various budgets as a part of Kennedy Broadcasting. And one of the things that we do is we do these things that are called strat sessions, where we will talk with a business leader and we will walk through different core values of your organization. And so we like to make those tangible. We like to make them real. And yesterday, we rolled through a bunch of them. And today, we're going to go through a few of them to give you this list that comes out to 10 core values that you can look at your business and you can ask yourself different questions. And so I'd like to give you a review of these. And some of them I'm going to take more time on. And some of them I'm just going to fly through because they are self-explanatory. There's one that I really want to camp out on today. And again, this is a review of yesterday's core values. And then today on this session, we will be going through a few more to complete this list of 10. And if you're just now tuning in, or maybe you're a podcast skipper where you go from bit to bit. These are core values for your business and organization that you can look at and maybe even give yourself a quiz or a test to say, are we doing what it is that we need to be doing and how can we perform better? The first one that we listed was one simple word, trust your organization, your product, whatever you do, however you do it. Your team needs to remember that your product is trust. You need to say to your team as a leader, trust is our product and customers trust us to care through all of the services that we provide. We all have a horror story about dealing with a business where they said that's trust is not my product. My product is X, Y, or Z or this widget or that widget. And they made things look like, Hey, integrity doesn't matter. This, this instance is your fault, not mine. It was a blame game. When trust is your product, your group will change. Number two, promote peace. Your organization as a leader, you have a responsibility to promote peace. You need to be somebody, and I'm saying this pretty hardcore, as a leader, you need to be someone who says, not only will we have peace in our work environment, but it is our desire as leaders, as people in the C-suite of this organization, as managers, directors, fill in the blank with whatever your business card might say. It is our desire that every team member will have peace spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially, you will do things to promote peace because if you have an environment of peace, not turmoil, people will feel more productive, people will feel protected, and people will feel like this is a place that cares about my well-being. There's one I want to camp out on here because of something that we talked about yesterday, and then Coach Mike and I had a discussion today about this. It is celebrate victories. 
And we mentioned Celebrate Victories yesterday, and we talked about it internally and externally, meaning if somebody in your organization has a personal victory, celebrate it as a leader. If you find out about it, mention it. And, and do this so that you can let the people know that they're on your team and you don't view them as just a number. Leaders, if you view your people in your organization as numbers only, let me say that again. If you view people in your organization as numbers only, you are running nothing more than a prison. I mean, you are just running an organization that has people with numbers and places that they go to, cubicles slash sales, okay? You, know, you have to view people as people that have real life in, going on. In fact, that is the exact model of one of the most notorious prisons in the United States. Mm. Uh, uh, this last summer, I went to go visit. I was out in California, went to go visit. Alcatraz. Right. And their model was that no one used names. Uh, Everybody was uh, a number. uh, Uh, You had the same uniform you had, and everybody was just referred to by their number mm -hmm. for the whole purpose of breaking down your personality, you know, so, because you were, you're not sent out there unless you were in trouble. Right. You you didn't get sent to San Quentin for your crime. You got sent to, excuse me, Alcatraz, not San Quentin. You didn't get sent to Alcatraz for your crime. You got sent to Alcatraz because you could not behave in prison. Right, right. And so uh, that was, you know, the, the reverse of that was, okay, you want to you right. be noticed or something like that? We're not going to notice you. You're a number here. And let's let's strip <laughs> it from the humanity yeah. so that we can keep you as a figure or a number yeah. and not have any uh, feeling. And so we're saying that to say that, when you look at somebody as just a machine or they're a part of your organization and they just function and they just do and and we need you to just shut up and work or we need you to just perform and do your job, you don't take time to look at the different victories that person might have and celebrate them so they may think, what is it even worth it? What does it matter if I show up? And so taking time to rejoice when a team member has a personal victory in life or a professional victory, and they hit a goal. They do something. It could be small, but it could be a step. And that's what I want to pause for a minute and talk about. Coach Mike, we, we had some fun talking about this yesterday. And then you brought in something, that, which is really cool. Um, and as I'm looking at that, I'm going to let you talk about it. But let me see the front of it. Uh, I want to paint a picture for people at Radio Land. I want to read to you the front of this card that coach is holding in his hand and then i'm going to let coach talk about it okay the picture i want to paint for you is this he brought in a card today and on the front of a of the card in really cool simple writing it says this and it's one of these cards that opens up it's twofold but it says this this is a moment to be proud now coach received this and this is the front of this. Now, is this intriguing or what? The front of the card says, this is a moment to be proud. Now, Coach, talk about – you want to talk about what's on the inside? Yeah. Uh, uh, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a rather large person. And so I've been working on that a little Good bit. Good for you, Coach. And, uh, uh, and joined the, the, the Weight Watchers program and stuff like that. They uh, started sending me notices or send me a card. When I lost my first five pounds, they sent me a key ring right. with a little charm. And within this card, mm-hmm. it said, you know, this is a, this is a moment. The outside of uh, 
the envelope says something charming away. Nice. Nice. So they kind of hinted at what they were giving me. Mm-hmm. And then for every five pounds that I lose on this program, I'll get another charm. And the whole idea is to fill that key ring up. Right. With my charm. Okay. So, so let's paint this picture for them at five pounds. You get a key ring, right? Yes. Okay. With and a, with a charm, with a charm on it that says five pounds, five pounds, minus, minus five pounds. Okay. And then every five pounds towards your goal, you're going to get another charm to go on the key, on ring. key ring. Yes. And, uh, and it says, you know, this particular card, you, know, you open up on the inside, the big, big, bold letters, mm-hmm. congrats, you've hit your 10-pound milestone, we're celebrating right, you right, and your amazing achievement, and, you know, then there's a charm. And that, that's the whole thing. Yes. It's nothing fancy, nothing, nothing elaborate, but it's just a recognition that, hey, we appreciate you being part of our group. Right. And... This is this is something to celebrate. This okay. This is so tangible. Now, uh, coach has shifted it over to my hand, and I'm holding it. And as I look at this, there's a word now on the front where it says, "This is a moment to be proud." Super cool. On the inside of the card, um, in on full on one side is the word "congrats," done artistically, and it's big enough that it takes three lines to say that one yes. word. It takes up the entire side of that. Card. Yes, yes. It's so aesthetically, it's pleasing, and I'm, I really hope we're painting this picture here but then it's when it says you've hit your 10 pound and it says this word milestone and as coach pointed out we're celebrating you and your amazing achievement there's a couple things i want to point out about this number one if you are listening or you have found this and you are connected to the weight watchers organization well done i know what you're saying here to a client is well done But for Weight Watchers, I want you to know I'm a marketing nerd, and I want you to know that this is well done because this doesn't cost you a lot to do. This makes content gold for people like us to talk about. But also, what you have done is you have provided a model, and here's what I want my business leaders to hear. You have provided a model that others can emulate. Because how cool would it be if somebody took the Weight Watchers way? Now, imitation is a great form of flattery, right? And I do things that Weight Watchers does. I I look at different foods in different ways because people in my life have gone through Weight Watchers. And and they have gone through it, and we've we've talked about it before. And so Weight Watchers has given me a mindset when when I eat or when I view anything as far as intake. And, And so... You've already done a service for many people, many, many people, where you have a model that is worth copying. But now with this, you have given business owners, leaders, an idea. Not not to rip yours off and and not to say, hey, we're just going to do this because Weight Watchers had a good idea. But listen, what if leaders, what if people sat down with somebody when they onboarded with a company and they gave them... Their KPIs, um, which is an abbreviation for somebody talking about, you know, your key performance indicators. These are things we want you to do to be successful. And then somebody, revolutionary here, ready? Somebody kept a record of it. (laughs) This is crazy, right? But somebody in the organization decides these are their goals. Then within those goals, these are their milestones. And when that person on the team does it, we're going to give them something. 
doesn't have to be. Now, this is cool. This is cool to have a keychain with different charms, things that go on it because it's tangible. I love the reason that I love doing certain things at the house. There are certain things I don't like to do, but certain things I like to do are things where I can see the change, where I can tangibly feel and see the difference. Here, you can see the milestones. You can see those things. And so what if you're a business leader and we're really camping out on this number three core value of celebrating victories? And what if you knew, and this involves maybe a little work with HR, okay? Uh, what are some of their favorite things? Like, what, what are things that they like? Sorry, that was free of charge. Uh, but things that they like that we can do, that we can gift if somebody is in sales and they hit a number. And yeah, they're going to be compensated for it down the road when the financials come in and the, the money is collected. But what if they hit that goal and then you realize you know what? That person really likes to go to Chili's. That person really likes to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You can tell lunch is creeping up for me. But, <laughs> but hey, here's that gift card. Hey, here's that. Here's, here's that. I mean, there, there's so many ways that you can celebrate somebody's victories without costing you a lot, and it's going to motivate them. Yeah, there's, uh, I, I do know of one company that uh, uh, was having problems with mm-hmm. Workplace accidents. You know, they were, sure. they were losing a lot right. of productivity because the people were getting hurt and stuff like that. And they basically just put up a counter, a, a yeah. ticker on the wall. I've seen that. And, you know, X number of days without an accident. You yes. Know? And, and, you know, and then the boss, without a meeting, mm. he just put a tacked a note, just a, almost a handwritten note underneath. You hit 100, lunch is on me. Oh, I love it. And, Sure enough, boy, they hit 100 days. He went out and bought pizzas for the whole yes. place. Again, it's a small business and right. stuff like that. He bought pizzas for the whole place, and, and they had lunch. They, they basically shut the office down for an yeah. hour and, right. and, and stuff. And he said, okay. you know. Uh, and, and one of the people I was talking to said, you know, be thinking about 200 right. and what we can do there. Yeah, and yeah. That, that was how that was how he closed off lunch that day. Sure. Oh, I like I like that. You're you're setting it in front of them, and then the average person could could ignorantly look and say this. Well, that was a very expensive lunch, and we 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 did not plan on buying that many pizzas or or let's say you get to uh, two hundred. Nearly what his workman's comp Boom. was costing. Me. Boom. <laughs> That's the idea. You this is nothing compared to what would happen on the workman's comp claim, the things that could happen in your business. Uh, it's so important to celebrate victories. That's why we're taking this much time, even in review, to say that. I want all business leaders to hear this. Celebrate the victories of your people. You are paying them to be there. You're paying them to show their value on the team. And so, if they do things that are valuable, take good care of them. Celebrate those victories, which leads me to number four in review, compensation. There is something worth telling your team members when you say this. You control your destiny on this team. It is our desire for everybody on this team to make a living, and I want to pay you. I want to pay you because it means we have money. I want to pay you because it means you did a job. And I want to pay you because people that get paid stick around. And so our four things we've reviewed so far before the break, trust, promote peace, 
celebrate victories, and compensation. These are four core values in review that are very, very important for you to think about. Thanks for joining us on The Circle Unbroken, and we'll be back. Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined by my man, Coach Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. We are rolling through our session today about core values, and this is a review of yesterday. And if you were here with the first break, we took a really long time in review because I didn't pace myself, didn't want to really, and decided I wanted to talk about celebrating victories for a long time. And so newsflash, it's our show. And we decided to spend a whole lot of time on number three, celebrating victories. And so what I am, to speak Southern, what I'm fixing to do is I'm fixing to fly through core values five through seven because they're review. And I really want to get to eight, nine, and ten today. And so let's go with core value number five, the bullseye. If you want to know more about the bullseye, go to yesterday's episode here, core values number one, and look at the bullseye because we said there that it's so important that teams feel like each day we will focus to achieve momentum, to honor God, and to make sure that we produce at a level that is efficient and full of love and purpose. Here's what I mean. There will be a bullseye that you want to hit and that that bullseye will be communicated clearly to your organization. This is our goal. This is what we're aiming at. And this is what we want to hit. And this dovetails so well with your previous because it gives you a target to celebrate. Correct. And a point at which you celebrate. Yes. Yes. As far as your compensation. Yes. Yes. This is how we look at the milestones. This is how we look at the marks. And we see that. Then we said, number six, I am accountable. And we said, I am accountable. I don't know if I've ever said the word like that, accountable. But I am, that was emphasis for effect. And I was swallowing coffee. I am accountable. What that means is this. Everyone has personal challenges that they bring to work. And if you need help, it is your responsibility to approach a leader for assistance. I cannot help the things I can't see. I cannot reach out and do the things. I'm not Mel Gibson from What Women Want, where he knew all the different things that women were saying. Uh, more important than that, I'm not Jesus from John chapter 2, where it says that he knew he did all these things because he knew the hearts of man. He knew what was in every man's heart. We're not that. We're human beings trying to run organizations. And so we need to have an accountability that says, tell me, approach me. And when you approach me, I'm not going to flush your trust down the toilet, but like there's an accountability that goes both yeah, ways. Th- that accountability also goes to the worker in that the, the manager is going to trust that you have done everything you can do to make this situation better. Yes. Come back to our number one core value Amen. of trust. Amen. You know, okay. If you're coming to me with a problem, I trust that you have done everything you know how to do. And now you're asking for my help as, as your manager. That is exactly Right. Next point up, the rule is golden. We all know this as the golden rule, and I just wanted to twist it and turn it a little bit, but the rule is golden. God tells us, this is age old, to do to others as you would have them to do to you and that this matters. And we mentioned yesterday that sometimes what happens is we say this, do unto others and run. That That's our golden rule. Uh, some people know the golden rule is this. Um, the person with the gold makes all the rules. Well, let's flush those ideas and realize that we have to, like we said yesterday, sandbox theology, meaning stuff you learn at a young age that I want to treat people the way 
that I want to be treated. It's that give and that take, and it changes an organization. Leads us to core value number eight. Core value number eight is this. Are you ready? The word is gossip. Core value number eight is gossip. And you may say, the organization values gossip? No, 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 no. This is just a hardcore word for point number eight, and that word is gossip. And in a healthy organization, gossip is forbidden and will not be tolerated. Think about how many organizations are ruined by gossip. And I want to tell you something. This doesn't mean that I can't go to lunch and have a conversation. This doesn't mean that I can't be sitting out in the foyer, getting my work done, having a buddy who works here, and us talk about something, or or even somebody in a way that is healthy, okay? Here's what I mean when I say that gossip is forbidden in an organization. And as I say this, I need you to know this. I am so guilty of it. Talking about people is two things sometimes. You ready? Sometimes talking about people is easy. And sometimes, you ready? Dun, 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 dun. Sometimes talking about people is fun. And here's what I mean by that. It's fun because I can be hilarious. I can say things I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Sometimes talking about people is almost an art form uh, because we can do imitations. We, we can do things like this. And I think there's a healthy, I do, I do, I do, I do think there's a healthy way to do that. Some of the funniest people I know can do impersonations of other people. They can do hilarious impressions. Uh, they can take a situation that's very um, normal and monotonous and bring color to it. That Those are some hilarious people. But the gossip that I'm talking about is this right here. And I want you to think about this in your organization, okay? Gossip will not be tolerated because gossip is when I go to somebody who is not up my ladder in the organization. Gossip is when I go to somebody who is on the equal plane as me or maybe even lower than me, but somebody who is not in a position to make a decision, position to uh, to impact change, and I talk to them as though they can do something about it. When I go to somebody who is just a lateral move and I take them something negative, here's what I'm doing. I am talking to somebody about a situation in the organization, and they can't do anything about it. And so when I do that, I'm gossiping. I am going to somebody saying, can you believe that such and such is such and such here at this place? And they look at you and go, man, I am so sorry. I know that is bad. I know that is rough. But they can't do a thing about it. Here's how you handle gossip in organizations. You ready? Negatives should be handed up. Anytime you've got a complaint, anytime there is something that's an issue or a problem, as Coach said earlier about the accountability factor, make sure you've tried to do everything you can do about it. But then take that negative up. Take it to somebody up the ladder who is in a position to do something about it. 
hey, I am coming to you right now because this is painful. I'm coming to you right now because this is something that's hard. This is something that's difficult. I'm coming up the ladder to you, hoping that something can be done with this negative. But you've got to know as my leader who receives it, that I haven't spread it all over this place first. I haven't taken it and poisoned the place, and now I'm coming to you. You've got to know that I want to eliminate gossip, so I'm bringing it up to somebody who can do something about it, and here's a great way to cure gossip in an organization. And I wish you all could see me right now. I mean, I got my hands flying all over the place. It, it looks like I'm leading the wave at a stadium. I'm going up and down and everywhere. Maybe I'm in air traffic control. I don't know. But... Gossip is forbidden and will not be tolerated. Negatives, and I'll coach, I'm going to ask you about this. Negatives should be handed up and positives should be handed down. Meaning people are celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get away from that, right? Right. right. What do you think about this, coach? I I wish it happened more like that than Same. it does. I know. Uh, I know. You know, that, and, and to me, you know, the gossip – uh, is also one of those things that erodes the first tenant. Mm. You know, your first mm. your first deal about trust. It does. You know, does. I hear somebody uh, talking about a, a, a coworker talking about a situation. Uh, you know, and then I can't help but wonder a little bit later down the road, what's he saying about me? Right. And right. Th- then that trust factor starts getting a little bit shaky, and and you know, th- th- there's that erosion. Man. Where 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 gossip uh, is is that is that cancer right and, and it's it's tough I mean and unfortunately you're right it's fun mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yes you know uh, it, it's kind of like when uh, you know when we were teenagers uh, you know I always wondered what's what's the attraction you know, if if drinking and drugs are so bad for you why does everybody do it right well right there's a buzz there's a, yes. you know there's that good feeling for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the after effects are bad. Right. And right. Gossip's the same way. There's that little buzz. There's that little feeling of sure. power. Right. I've got this little power. But then the results, the end results of that uh, mm-hmm. are are really rough. When when bad things are fun and easy, we we can be doomed as as human beings. That's why we have to have accountability, protection, um all these different boundaries. Let me say that again, folks. When bad things are fun and easy, we can be in trouble. Parenting. If if something is sinful, bad and wrong, but my kids view it as fun and easy to access or get to, we got an issue. And usually gossip is a very direct indicator of your own self-worth. That's very fair. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I use. I, I've talked a lot about the, what's called the crab bucket syndrome. Yeah, right. And you know, New England fishermen, you know, use crabs as as their fishermen. Yeah, you know, they have buckets with open tops. Mm. They, you know, they <laughs> don't have to worry about crabs crawling out. Even though the crabs have crabs have the ability to crawl out, they don't have to worry about it because as long as there's more than one crab, they will not let another crab start crawling at the side of the bucket. Right. They will not let them elevate themselves because they're going to pull them back down to their level. <laughs> and when you engage in gossip, you're being one of those crabs. That is that is so <laughs> true, man. Don't be like we talked about with Nabal on a recent episode and, and use that word for fool, right? Uh, maybe when we start talking about gossip, we should make some crab references. Yeah, <laughs> um, to that the bucket's well, getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, and man, that's and that's the thing about it is that. I don't think we always mean to. And I had a mentor tell me one time that we would all be 
incredible friends and shoulders for people to lean on. If we listened all the time, the way that we listen when somebody says this phrase, now this doesn't leave this room. When somebody says, now this doesn't leave this room, we become like world-class listeners. And my mentor told me, he goes, if we would all listen like that all the time, <laughs> like someone yeah, the, just the, said. The, the problem is, unfortunately, when that when that phrase is used, mm-hmm. it is flying out of that room. <laughs> oh, correct. Oh, correct. Yes. Yes. That, I, I met a guy one time that was telling me things, and he kept saying things like he wasn't talking to me. And he was telling me very vital information, but he wasn't looking at me and he wasn't saying it. And I said, dude, are are you wanting me to hear this? He goes, yes, I just promised I wouldn't tell anybody. So I'm just saying it out loud. I'm like, dude, this is so dangerous, man. This is not good for you, not good for the organization. So uh, a core value here, number eight, is gossip and how it is handled. I think it's really important to make core values um, in a way that they are pleasing to look at. So, so what I mean by that is we've got a list here and instead of just putting the golden rule, everybody knows what that is. Uh, we made it, the rule is golden. So people can really talk about it here at point number eight, we just write the word gossip and, and people can look at that and they can say, your organization values gossip. No, no, no. Gossip is real. And our organization values how you handle it. And so that's something that's important for you to think about. And it's something important for you to practice if you want to protect the health of your organization. Our next one, point number nine, is this. You ready? No, K-N-O-W, no, N-O, fear. Let me say that again. Core value number nine, no, no, fear. That may sound like somebody going, no, 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 but listen, it's that our organization will know no fear. Now, for me, growing up, no fear, um, that, that was a uh, athletic line or, or these T-shirts or these stickers that would say no fear. And, and the worst thing, man, was somebody having a no fear sticker and cutting you off on the road. Like, I ain't got no fear. I'm like, hey, yeah, watch out for that guardrail. you know. Or somebody who would wear a T-shirt, one of those no fear T-shirts, and they would wear those, and then they, you'd see them in confrontation and be like, yeah, you got no fear until you get a bloody nose, right? But the organization, and we're really going to pick up with this one after the break but the organization that knows no fear is the organization that says this fear cripples anyone that allows it to enter into their thinking let me say that again fear cripples anyone that allows it to enter into their thinking it allows for bad decisions and this organization will not make any decisions based on fear. I think one of the things you, you might need to clarify, or at least in, sure. in, my, in my mind on that, fear can be healthy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what keeps us safe and stuff like that. But it's in the who's in control. Sure. If fear controls you, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. If you control the fear, then you're in good shape. I've talked to several soldiers and, you know, they said, I hate, he goes, I hate the idea that they say soldiers are fearless. Mm, you know, mm. they said, you know, the only, a fearless soldier is an idiot. Right. He said, but the brave are the ones who 
recognize the fear, sure, but go do the job anyway. Yeah, have a have and, a dosage of it. And, and so they recognize the, they use the fear to be careful to to do things as safely as they possibly can. But then the truly brave go do the job. Right. Yes. And, and they overcome the fear. Uh, and, and that's, but they, you know, but I've been told, you know, somebody without fear, be careful. Right. Yep. Somebody that can control fear, follow them. Cause yes. it's going to take you great places. Cause it, it is crippling and it is debilitating if you let it take over you. We'll be back after the break on Circle Unbroken. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee. 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. We are back here for our last segment of Circle Unbroken, where we are talking about core values for your organization. We are trying to bring you nuggets that make perfect sense for your business. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in again by Coach Mike. Hello. Coach Mike on a hot mic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mike on the mic. Um, We are in this session, and we have been giving you these nuggets for your business. And there are 10 primary ideas here that go as core values for your organization that you can build on, that you can look at. And our encouragement is that you would develop core values that fit you and that fit your organization. And in these core values here, that there are different angles and different things that we think about. And I want to give you this again. It is my email address, Taft at kennedybroadcasting.com, where we would love, as we say, to come and be with your church, with your team, with your business, with your school, any group that you're in charge of leading or helping lead in the decision-making process and cultural development, everything from HR to, to retention, all the different pieces. We would love as a mission here through Kennedy Broadcasting um, to help you and, and to consult with your business. So if anything today you have found and seen and said, you know what, I'd like to talk more or explore more about that, please hit us up because we view it as something that we do. It's a product, when we say our product is trust, that we offer um, to help local businesses find and establish their mission in the marketplace. And, you know, while we're also saying that, if you've heard, if you come in late during this broadcast or whatever, and you've heard a portion of something that intrigues you, mm-hmm. you want to hear a little bit more about it, uh, feel free to go to our website at WKOM.com or at FrontPorchRadioTN.com or anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, any, any platform you use to get your podcasts, and you can go to our, our website and Click on the red podcast button, and they'll give you a drop-down menu of all our programs. We're uh, we're down at the bottom. We like right. to think, we like to think that uh, they save the best for last, <laughs> but um, uh, we're down there, and you can hear the entire program uh, in its entirety. That so, is right. Um, and uh, so, if you hear bits and pieces of it, perfect. Thank you, Coach. We need everybody to know about that. We are on core value number nine, which we mentioned before the break. And that, that I'm going to say it to you again, that core value is this. No, K-N-O-W, no, N-O, fear. That as a team and as an organization, we will know no fear. And here's what we said. Fear cripples anyone that allows it to enter into their thinking and it allows for bad decisions. And this organization will not make any decisions based on fear. 
Coach brought up a great point about the soldier in the military that says, you know what, we don't like to be described as fearless soldiers because a soldier, you do have fear. And what you're going to do is you're going to look at how you control it, how you use it, how you make decisions on that. We don't want to give the idea that in an organization, an individual will not be afraid. What we want to put out there for you is that you will have different people as you look and guide and lead them who do have fear. There'll be a healthy dosage of it where you say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid of X, Y, or Z. As an organization, we don't want the organization to make decisions based on fear because we have all been in organizational meetings where, well, we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that because Simply, we're afraid. We, we don't want to look like this organization or we don't want to be like them. And if we're not careful, what can happen is over time, the organization can just be a group that's based on, well, we don't do this and we don't do that and we don't do that. And they're crippled because they're just telling you all the things they don't do and they don't explain to you the things that they do. I say this at churches. If I go and talk to a church, I have met many churches that will tell you, we're the church that doesn't do this. We don't allow this. We don't do that. And, and after meeting the church, they'll give me three things they don't do. Now, are the three things they're saying that they don't do? Are they rooted in scripture and belief and principle? Absolutely. They wouldn't be doing them if, if they weren't. But they spend all their time telling you what they don't do so that they can't spend time telling you what they do. And so as opposed to being the organization that doesn't do this, doesn't do that, and doesn't do that religiously, what if you said, I am the church or the organization that feeds people? I am the church that loves people. I am the church that takes care of people. Then they may see your conviction on something else and say, hey, okay, you're the loving church. You're the church that feeds. You're the church that believes in Matthew 25 as much as you believe in something that Paul said. And so then they want to see why you are the way that you are. Well, to flip this back to business, when I talk to those churches, I say, no, no business ever markets to you successfully. We're the business that doesn't do this, this, or this. What they want to tell you is these are the services we provide, how we can help you so that we have a unique position in the marketplace. When you're leading a team, when you're leading a team, your team members can tell you, they can tell you if you lead by fear or if you are a courageous leader that says this, we are going to make great leaps. We are going to make great steps, not fear-based steps where we're saying, oh, I'm so nervous that we're going to go under or I'm so nervous that we're going to have this explosion. You can see it on somebody's face when they enter into a room and they are crippled by fear. You can also see somebody who enters into a room and says this, today it's going to happen. Today I'm going to be confident. Today I'm going to take steps forward. Now, if you sit that person down individually and said, you're so brave, you're so courageous, do you ever get afraid? They can look at you and they can say this, yes, I'm human. As we talk on this show, put your finger underneath your jaw, put your finger next to your watch, reach for the pulse. We've said that before. And you'll see that you're human because human blood runs through you. So you can be afraid. But for the organization, you're not going to sit up there and say, I want to sit up here and tell everybody why we're afraid and this is how we're going to be governed by fear. You want to lead from a position of confidence in your organization. Yeah, the big key is who or what is in control. Mm -hmm. 
if fear is in control, you got problems. Right. If right. you are in control, then you know you you you've got the ticket to move forward uh, through the fear. And, and again, the fear becomes a healthy tool when you control it. Yes. Yes. Fear. Sorry, you don't get to drive. Okay, yeah. you you don't you don't you don't get to drive this car. You don't even car, get to be baby. the backseat driver no either. No way. Well, we we know you're out there, uh, but this is not your ride, man. You you can't do it here. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of songs I could go down there. They might be country, they might be Sunday school, but they would all fit. All right. Uh, last point today that we want to talk about as far as core values, and this last point in this last core value is going to be very interesting. Um, it's going to be very interesting, I think, because the word that it is, when I say it, you're going to say, probably say something really deep like this, duh. Uh, you're probably going to hear this and say, that's a core value? Like, like what? But here it is. Are you ready? Core value number 10. One word. Customers. Can I say that again? Core value number 10. Customers. Customers matter. I got to, I got to repeat that customers matter. If customers go away, your ability to make money and produce, watch this goes away. If you are in the hospital business and everybody gets healthy, you're done. If you are in the church world and everybody out there believes that they're fine and, you know, I, I don't need what it is. I don't pick up what it is that you're putting down. You know what? Your church is going to eventually die. And as time goes by, your doors are going to close because nobody thinks they need the gospel anymore. When customers are mistreated. Now, we've talked about this on this show. Go back and look for what we talked about with creating fans and taking care of them. Customers are vital to my daily walk, they're vital to my business. And if I am a leader of an organization, I'm going to do all these other nine things so that I can get to number 10 and say this, all right, this is a little bit of inside out action. I'm taking care of all these things on the inside so that I can look customers in the eye and say, you're a core value. You matter to us with how we serve. And, and core value number 10, we will always look for better ways to serve and to create a culture of impeccable service. I've mentioned throughout this show that the Taft at KennedyBroadcasting.com because I like to come and talk to your business. But one of the things that I talk about is hospitality. And when I talk about hospitality, I've said this before on this format, hospitality is not just the lady that makes a casserole and brings it over to your house or the lady that has you over to her house for casserole. All right. It is. And if you guys are listening today and you are so culturally unaware that you don't know what casserole is, I want you to Google that because when you go to heaven, there's going to be so many casseroles and you will never get full. Sorry, that was free theology for today, uh, especially with our Weight Watchers plug here, right? So let's keep going here on this. Hospitality is not just about casseroles. Man, I'm hungry. Hospitality is also not about the hotel business only, right? Like I'll, I'll go to a hotel and they'll have the name tag and we'll say hospitality specialist. Okay, cool. You, you are making my stay better. You will give me a toothbrush if I forgot it. Um, you will let me know about the hour where I can come and eat, drink, and be merry. Like all those things in hospitality. But here's what I want you to know. Hospitality is treating people, and this is what I speak to organizations about all the time, 
treating people like you're glad that they're there, even if you wish that they were not. Hospitality and customer service is treating people that are in front of you like you're glad that they are there, even if you wish that they were somewhere else. Treating people like they matter and treating people like you're glad that they exist. Because here's what happens when they don't, when they don't exist anymore, or when they go away, you freak out. You freak out and you wonder, why did this happen? And so it's conceptual to say, I need to treat these people the right way. I need to treat these people like they are assets, like, like they are vital to my success. Yeah, there's 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 an old cliche that says you know the customer's always right or something like that. I and I've always been very very nervous about that because I know uh, customers aren't always right, but the customer's satisfaction mm. is always paramount. Right. Yes. You yes. know, e- even when the customer's wrong, you've got to satisfy them. Sure. And, yeah. And, and you correct the error or you fix the problem to their satisfaction as to the best of your ability. Right. Because with, you know, let, let's just face it, 95% of your businesses out here, if you don't have a customer, you don't have a business. Sure. Sure. You die. Yeah. Oh, and, we, we learned that during so, COVID. <laughs> of, yeah. Of people that had to find ways. Yeah. Um, so even if it's a service industry, mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got you got to keep them satisfied. And, and that's, again, with without the customer, you don't have you don't have your business. That That is exactly right. And if that customer is something of value to you at your core, you will do things about it. My family was on a road trip and my kids decided that they were going to pick the next restaurant. And I told them, if you guys are good for the next 100 miles, then we will pull into where you want to pull in. So they picked a restaurant. We pulled in. We pulled in to the front door, walked in to that restaurant. As we walked into the restaurant, it was one of these restaurants where the person can say to you, hello, welcome to fill in the blank right when you walk in. That's what I was expecting. I walked in. They saw my family of six. Okay, I get that. I get it. But we walk in. They see it. And the man who usually says, hello, looks at us and hits us with this number. My kids had just behaved for 100 miles to go to this restaurant. And the guy did this. Ugh. <laughs> so my son looks at me and goes, oh, no. And he goes, uh, you, you got six. I guess you all want to sit together. And I looked at him. I said, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. My kids may have been going, no. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to – if we don't sit together, this place is going to burn down. I know my children. And he goes, I guess you all want to sit together. I guess we got to accommodate a group of six. And I couldn't help it, Coach. I said this. Are you upset? I said this out loud. Are you upset that we chose to spend our money here? And I, I kind of looked at the guy, and now we're in, like, this standoff. My wife is going, well, Dad did it. Like, we can't eat here now. And, and I want to give you this funny story as we conclude today to say this. You may not do that out loud, but with your eyes and with your actions and with being in a situation where you look at these core values and maybe you don't practice them all, maybe you don't think they're important, you can inadvertently communicate that same thing to people If point number 10, if core values are not something where you say the customer matters to me. Customers are something that you have to have. A business is something that you're blessed to have. And today on Circle Unbroken, we hope that with these episodes, you've been able to take some time to sit back and say, what really matters to me? 
Am I somebody that says we have values and am I somebody that is taking the opportunity to implement those in everything that I do? You've got an opportunity to serve. You've got a platform to do so. Thank you for joining us today on Circle Unbroken. I was standing by my window 